1: However, and wherever you listen
0: to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God
1: daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our focus today on the upcoming Queensland state election. Queenslanders are going to be off to the polls on the 31st of October. All 93 seats in the Legislative Assembly in Queensland will be up for election. It's the only state parliament in Australia without an upper house. Labor has won all but one election in the past 30 years. The incumbent Labor government, led by Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, won the last election with 48 of the 93 seats. The Liberal National Party, now led by Opposition Leader Deb Frecklington, holds 38 seats. And there are three seats that were won by the Catter's Australian Party, led by Robbie Catter, One Nation also won one seat. The Greens picked up one seat and there is an Independent who won the seat of Noosa. Let's talk through some of the issues from a Christian perspective. Wendy Francis is the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Back for a preview today on the Queensland election. Wendy Francis, welcome along to 2020.
0: I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Neil.
1: Wendy, I know that there are a lot of people who are seeing the upcoming Queensland state election as being very much one of the most significant elections ever when it comes to issues of life. In other words, there are pro-life issues very, very starkly different to some of the policies that are in play at the moment in the Queensland government.
0: Look, I can't agree more, Neil. You know, I'm probably a little bit pro and biased because I am a Queenslander myself. But I do see this coming election on the 31st of October as the most significant election as far as pro-life issues in our nation's history. And and both of the big topics, euthanasia and abortion as life issues, are becoming very key election issues here.
1: Now, given that the election is on the 31st of October and the usual voting patterns now that have developed in recent years, where a lot of people right throughout Australia are deciding to cast their votes early by way of a postal vote. Is that something that, as a Christian, you might be concerned about, or is that actually a good thing?
0: Well, I think it just means that we've got to make sure that we're on our toes really early. So we can't just think, oh, you know, we'll wait until the last two weeks and then try and get our message out. We have to be getting it out now because it's now that people are deciding and I think particularly with the COVID situation, there's going to be more and more people who are doing um, pre-polling either by postal or going to a polling booth early. So the politicians are out in force. Um, you see them often on the side of the road now. And I think that it just all shows that they know they have to get their message out early.
1: So postal votes and pre-polling happening from early October and so it's good to know what the issues are well in advance because, Wendy, sometimes people leave these things to the last minute or sometimes walking into the polling booth and hoping to pick up an how-to-vote card. What are your thoughts on becoming aware of the issues for people in the state of Queensland?
0: So this is really important and particularly for this election I know that the ACT are also having their election, but in Queensland here now, we have the LNP, who is our our opposition, uh, the, the major opposition. Then we've got the CATA party. We also have One Nation and the DLP. All of these parties have committed really strongly to review the current abortion legislation. So if the LNP get in, they have promised that they'll look at um, removing the ability to have a sex selection abortion, they want to give medical assistance to abor- um, aborted babies who are born alive. They want mandatory independent counselling, which would screen for a coercion, and they're also looking at gestational limits. So we would like it to go even further. And I tell you what, the Cat Party, One Nation, and DLP even go further, but they are minor parties. They will still be able to contribute to the conversation. However. And so what we're looking at is the first time in our nation's history that post-election, if we have a change of government, we will see some positive moves to actually bring back life issues into the forefront of our thinking, but also we will have the first time in our nation's history where, that it, where the abortion laws... Sorry, are actually pulled back rather than getting worse.
1: Interesting, isn't it? A pro-life style election where pro-life issues are going to be in some sense here front and centre. And knowing that there is a certain assertiveness that comes from pro-life groups, I'm just thinking of the organisation called Cherish Life, who are planning to target marginal seats throughout the state of Queensland. Uh, there's a lot of people very passionate about getting this pro-life message out, Wendy.
0: There really are. And Tishan Johnson, who's the CEO of Cherished Life, she was in the paper on the weekend. Even the fact that they had that article in there just shows that there is, there is a conversation happening, which was excellent. And some of the... Members of Parliament who would be opposed to the message from Cherish Life and the Australian Christian Lobby tweeted um, really pretty hateful things about that article. And, you know, I saw it and I thought, wow, well, at least it's just getting reposted. Because every time they tweeted something awful about the article, they included the article with Teach and Johnson and Cherish Life's message. So I just thought, thank you, Lord, you're getting that message out, even by people who are quite opposed to our message.
1: Wendy, at the present time, there's border closures, uh, issues around borders in lots of states and territories around Australia, but it's become particularly a focus, what happens between Queensland and other states. Uh, Any thoughts on how you think this might play out in Queensland, uh, given the idea of protecting Queenslanders as a health issue, at the same time, uh, of course, there are economic issues with keeping borders closed. Any thoughts on border closures and how the government may well uh, go towards this election?
0: Up until recently, I think people were really quite pleased with the border closures because they felt that we were being kept safe. But I think with the um, the lack of compassion that has been perceived and also the the inconsistency in, I mean, we're all happy that Tom Hanks is in Queensland. Don't get me wrong, we're happy that, about that. But don't treat him differently to anybody else, and particularly somebody who wants to, who needs to go to her dad's funeral, for instance. So I think the tide is turning on that. And then also when we see what's happening in Victoria and some of the, what seems like really overkill and manhandling from the police, I think Queenslanders are starting to say, hang on a minute. Uh, We really don't want to go down that road, and I think they're starting to push back on this whole strong borders thing.
1: Wendy, let's talk uh, taking sides for a moment here, because as Christians, we tend not to want to take sides. As a media organisation, we tend not to want to tell people who they should vote for, but Uh, listeners to this program will know that to hold a Christian position on so many of these social issues that a state like Queensland is facing, you're going to be leaning conservative uh, towards the LNP because of the aggressive abortion and euthanasia and a lot of the other social issues around LGBT have been taken by the Labour Party. They've been running with those. And so There is, though, this thought, what does the opposition stand for and uh, is the LNP a reasonable alternative Uh, because they become less known because of such a high profile with Anastasia Palaszczuk? What are your thoughts around Deb Frecklington and the opposition parties as they're vying for election?
0: I don't think anyone, uh, our answer as Christians, is not found in a party as such, but I think it's really important that we examine the policy look at the LMP policies at the moment, we're looking at they want to remove gender fluid education from our state schools. They've, they've made a promise to do that. They've made amazing promises, um, never, you know, unheard of before regarding pulling back on the abortion legislation. They are very strong on this, um, wanting to stop the sexualisation of society. We've got Scott Morrison leading the way on that. He wants to bring in age verification laws for to stop children being um, confronted with pornography when they're just on the on the web. So I think when we look at the the policies, it's not necessarily about the people, although there are a number of very good um, very good candidates in the LNP at the moment as well but but i think if we look at their policies we really don't have an option as a christian this this, this election that's my opinion
1: in former elections oftentimes there's been some christian based parties and we've noticed since the closure of the Australian Conservatives, there really isn't a lot of strength in the Christian-based parties. Any thoughts about parties that do have a Christian platform where some voters in Queensland might want to put their first preference?
0: So some people have joined uh, what's called the Federation Party. It's fairly new and it really did come out of the demise of the of Corey's um party the conservative party and so that the federation party is based on christian values the other party that is strongly based on christian values is the dlp neither of those parties are very strong in queensland and i'm still keeping an eye out to see whether we do have candidates running for those two parties but they certainly are very much based on christian values and, and make no bones about it um, there are other elements of certainly of the um, One Nation and the Kata Party and the LNP that you would have to say that comes from our Judeo-Christian heritage. So, but probably not quite as as strong as Federation and the DLP.
1: Wendy, the Australian Christian lobby is always active in the lead up to any state election, as you say, not always to take partisan sides, but to alert the Christian community that there are values at play that political parties take different stances on. Uh, One of the things you do frequently is these meet the candidate forums. Are there any of those planned in the lead up to the Queensland election?
0: Yes, there certainly are. I'm working um, with, for a couple of them. I'm working with Dave Pellow um, from Church and State. And so uh, I'm working with him for Mansfield and Springwood. They'll be in Mansfield and Springwood. They'll also be in the Redlands and also in Redcliffe. And we are running one in Cairns as well. Cairns is on the 21st of October. That's the first date that's totally locked in. But we are running them throughout southeast Queensland and also up in, the, in the north part of Queensland.
1: And I don't mind saying that this, which has come to light, this idea that every local church could host a pre-election Meet the Candidate Forum in every town, every city around Australia and put those Christians and Christian values to the fore in their own electorates. I wonder whether you've got any thoughts about Christians and churches taking up the challenge of having a Meet the Candidate Forum. There's so
0: much to be gained from it because not only are you meeting the candidates and you can make an informed decision on who to vote, but if you get the candidates there and they do like to come, there is an, they like having an opportunity to speak to their voters. So you get the candidates there, you are hosting the next member of parliament for your area and you're already on the front foot of getting to know who they are. And being able to support them into the parliament, whoever they are in the next parliament, when it when it starts, we need to support and pray for our leaders. So there's so much benefit in running a major candidate forum. And I, I'd be very happy to help any church who was wanting to reach out and say, look, we'd like to do one. How do we do it? I'd be very happy to help.
1: Well, let me give the website address where listeners can connect with Wendy Francis, the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Of course, that's acl.org.au. And so far as the site that is set up for Queensland voters. There's a special website that's going to host the sorts of issues uh, that Christians will be interested in the lead-up to the election. It's called qldvotes.org.au, qldvotes.org.au. Wendy, just quickly, uh, when people go to qldvotes.org.au, what are they likely to see there?
0: Already they'll see a list of all of the candidates that have put their hands up. They will also see a number of videos. We've been um, going around to the candidates and taking videos of the candidates that we think have really good values. So they'll see some videos up there and they'll see different um, platforms of the parties. We connect to all of the platforms. So it's really a one-stop shop uh, for anybody who's interested in the Queensland election.
1: And uh, for that Christian listener, uh, to get that sort of resource, very powerful. And also, no doubt there'll be articles and links when it comes to these particularly uh, poignant social issues that are being addressed by candidates as they go into the upcoming Queensland state election. Wendy Francis, the Queensland State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
0: I really appreciate the time. Thank you.